0: 6 p.m. and i'm going to call the meeting to order roll call please
1: alter here
2: Burgess here harmson here taylor here teague here thomas here weiner
3: here
0: well welcome to everyone that is here present in the audience and then to anyone that is online we're going to start with the first agenda item which is 2 a proclamation two is proclamations and i'm going to start with the fair housing month which is 2 a one second here All right, here we go. (laughs) Whereas April 22nd marks the 54th anniversary of the passage of Title VIII of the Civil Rights Act of 1968, commonly known as the Federal Housing Act, and whereas Iowa City Human Rights Ordinance has prohibited discrimination in the area of housing since 1964, and whereas equal opportunity for all, regardless of age, color, creed, disability, familial status, gender identity, marital status, national origin, presence or absence of dependents, public assistance, source of income, race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation is a fundamental goal of our nation, state, and city. Whereas equal access to housing is an important component of this goal, as fundamental as the right to equal education and employment, and whereas housing is a critical component of family and community health and stability, and whereas housing choice impacts our children's access to education, our ability to seek and retain employment options, the cultural benefits we enjoy, the extent of our exposure to crime and drugs, and the quality of healthcare we receive in emergencies. And whereas the laws of this nation and our city seek to ensure such equality of choice for all transactions involving housing. And whereas ongoing education outreach and monitoring are key to raising awareness of fair housing principles, practices, rights, and responsibilities, and whereas only through continued cooperation, commitment, and support of all Iowa City residents can barriers to fair housing be removed. Now, therefore, I, Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby proclaim April 2022 TO BE FAIR HOUSING MONTH, AND TO RECEIVE THIS IS HUMAN RIGHTS COMMISSIONER CHAIR JASON GLASS
4: ON BEHALF OF THE IOWA CITY HUMAN RIGHTS COMMISSION, THANK YOU MAYOR TEAGUE AND MEMBERS OF THE CITY COUNCIL FOR RECOGNIZING OUR SHARED VALUES around Fair Housing Month. Uh, Working towards fairness and non-discrimination in housing is critical work, and there are many in our community who have dedicated a significant part of their lives to ensuring it. I hope recognizing this month helps to highlight the work that they are doing and the fact that we have so much more to do. I encourage Iowa City residents to better understand the history of exclusionary housing practices, both across the country and right here. The Iowa City Office of Equity and Human Rights has resources and education on our past failings, progress we've made, and the work yet to accomplish. As a member of the Human Rights Commission the last couple of years, I've had the privilege of accepting several proclamations on a variety of important topics. Like all the others, this one articulates some important points. Statements are important, uh, but only in so much as they inspire action. Words that are not accompanied by deeds ring hollow. Let us not allow this to happen in this case. Housing like food and clean water is a basic human need. Not much else is possible in a person's life if these needs are not met. A community in which residents are struggling with these basic needs cannot be successful. Let us challenge ourselves to do more to lift up our neighbors. It is right and just that we should recognize this month through a proclamation, but do not allow that to be the end of the effort. Let us also be inspired to put that recognition into action. All of us individually and together. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The next proclamation is to be National Community Development Week. Whereas the Community Development Block Grant and Home Investment Partnership program support viable communities by providing safe, decent, affordable housing, creating safe neighborhoods, helping seniors live independently and investing in our next generation. And whereas in our community, 47 years of CDBG funding has developed a strong network of relationships among local governments, residents, businesses, and nonprofit organizations that provide services and help make possible our commitment to meet the needs of low and moderate income residents. And whereas the home program has allowed the city with the help of private and nonprofit partners to create and preserve affordable housing for low income families for the past 30 years, And whereas CDBG and home are some of the federal government's most effective means to revitalize communities across the country, the importance of CDBG and home to meet the unique needs of local communities is widely recognized. And whereas in the last five years, 3.3 million in CDBG funds and nearly 2.5 million in home funds has been invested in Iowa City. These funds help low-income homeowners complete necessary improvements to their property, allow for accessibility improvements in local parks, increase the quality and availability of affordable housing throughout the community, and support agencies serving our at-risk youth, elderly, and residents with disabilities. And whereas Iowa City, Iowa, and other local governments have clearly demonstrated the capacity to administer and customize the CDBG and home programs to identify prioritize and resolve pressing local problems, such as affordable housing, neighborhood and human service needs, job creation and retention, and property redevelopment. Now now therefore, I, Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby proclaim April 11th through April 15th, 2022, as National Community Development Week in Iowa City, Iowa, and urge all citizens to join us in recognizing and supporting The important roles the CDBG and home programs play in our community. And to receive this is going to be our Housing and Community Development Chair, Matt.
3: Thank you to, to Mayor Teague, to the City Council, to all the members of the City staff who, who do so much work to support what we do at the Housing and Community Development Commission. Um, so I just wanted to highlight a couple of things that CDBG Home Money has, has done recently. Mayor Mayor Teague, of course, pointed out that it provides millions of, of uh, funding for marginalized members of the Iowa City community. And uh, just in the last year alone, we've sent recommendations to the City Council for um, funding shelter houses efforts to end homelessness to fund, uh, just in the last couple of months, DVIP's efforts to provide housing for domestic violence victims and uh, inside out reentry's efforts to provide housing for people returning to society from, from prison. So not only does this uh, provide millions to Iowa City, it provides funding in particular for members of the community who are very difficult to reach uh, with city policy. So I think that's one very nice thing that CDBG Home does and um, thank you again and hopefully this will provide um, 47 more years of, of funding for Iowa City
0: thank you we are moving on to our consent agenda items three through eight Could I get a motion to approve it please
5: so
2: moved Taylor second Weiner
0: all right and anyone from the public like to discuss any item that is on our consent agenda if so please step to the podium if you are online, please raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you.
6: Welcome. Hello, uh, my name is John Doe, and that is the name that you should be putting in the minutes. He says the name I'm providing you, and I do not consent to putting any other name on there.
0: Anyone else like to address an item that is on our consent agenda? Seeing no one. Council discussion. Roll call, please. Teague? Yes.
7: Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor. Yes.
0: Motion passes seven to zero. We're on to item number eight. I'm sorry, nine, which is our community comment. This is an opportunity for members of the community to come and speak about things that are not on our agenda. And if you would like to speak, please come to the podium. Um, There is a sign-in sheet on the side. We ask that you limit your comments to three minutes, no more than three minutes. Please state your name and where you're from, welcome.
8: Thank you i'm going to pull my mask down here so everyone can hear me Uh, my name is nancy bird i'm with the iowa city downtown district i'm the executive director there and thank you for taking public comment tonight mayor and city council members Um, i'm here tonight because i want to um, call to your attention a letter that we submitted on march 10th uh, that went to city council and we're looking for feedback on the letter Um, several of you asked for ways that you could support um, downtown businesses during are kind of I don't want to call it post-COVID but the times where we're trying to get back to a normal um, economic you know realm and so we tried to um, work with the board of directors of the downtown district and our businesses to come up with two things we thought would be really helpful and we narrowed them down one is the street and sidewalk cafe fee reductions we have roughly 40 cafes downtown They've become really, um, especially in the summer months clearly, because that's when they're out the most, um, but uh, very important to doing business. And it's an easy way, we think, that, um, you know, we submitted a case study last summer to demonstrate what other um, cities are doing around the country with their cafes, and uh, Iowa City's cafe, the fees for the cafes is actually on the high end, so we thought this would be a really good opportunity without changing regulations or ordinances or anything else to demonstrate some support for these businesses that are, quite frankly, still impacted. Um, as you might notice, fees or the hours of operation have changed for restaurants. There's days where people are closed. Labor shortages, um, inflation, food costs, all these things are, are challenging. So we thought this would be a really great opportunity for the city to recognize that and help support um, some of our um, hospitality industry downtown. The other one is financial support for Smids. For independent business assistant programs, and this is really a financial request, um, working in solidarity with the South District SMID, who is not quite formed yet, as you know. Um, but this is an opportunity to recognize that these organizations are set up to specifically support clustered businesses in these in specific areas and we have very um, great you know just one-on-one opportunities to work with those on the margins those that are underrepresented and those that need additional assistance that are left out of traditional systems including lending including sign you know simple things that it takes more time to really address so um, having additional capacity in these organizations um, really with direct financial assistance from the city is a really good nod to demonstrating that Um, the city's here to help support and we have i feel like we've got a proven track record in how we can do this and i know that the south district's going to do great as well and our conversation primarily with angie jordan is that once we get these things going and we can set kind of a a tenor for how it could how um, these services could lay out um, we don't the downtown district doesn't need to own that anymore and they can move on on their own but it's a good way to move forward in 2023. so thank you for hearing our comments and we look forward to your response
0: Thank you and then welcome.
6: There is no one online. Hello, John here. Um, So I'm just going to read a little bit of this police water that you all should have seen by now. Uh, 331-2022 at 1023 p.m. Publicity, public citizen disposition, disposition, information, location, shelter, house, location, address, 429 Southgate Avenue. DETAILS, GKSO, JKSO, WHICH I THINK STANDS for uh, JOHNSON COUNTY SHERIFF'S OFFICE, DROPPED OFF A MAIL HERE EARLIER. SHELTER STAFF NOW SAYING THAT OVERFLOW IS NOT A THING AND THE SUBJECT IS NOT PERMITTED TO SPEND THE NIGHT IN THE LOBBY SINCE RED SPACE IS TAKEN UP. REQUESTS AND PICKED UP. NOW, LET ME READ YOU JEFF roon's WORDS FROM A FEW MONTHS AGO THAT WERE printed IN LITTLE VILLAGE. Uh, THE CITY HAS PUBLIC FACILITIES SUCH AS THE LIBRARY AND recreation CENTERS THAT OFTEN SERVE AS WARMING LOCATIONS DURING OPERATING HOURS SEVEN DAYS PER WEEK INTO EVENING HOURS WE ACTIVELY PARTNER WITH SHELTER HOUSE FOR OVERNIGHT ACCOMMODATIONS AND AGAIN NOBODY HAS RETURNED AWAY DUE TO LACK OF CAPACITY DOES THE CITY STILL STAND BY THAT IF THE CITY DOES STILL STAND BY THAT LIKE YOU'RE JUST OKAY OPENLY LYING WHICH I WE, we EVERYONE THAT LIKE ACTUALLY WORKS AT THE HOUSE COMMITTEE KNEW THAT WAS A LIE BECAUSE LIKE we know the houseless community, like, like shelter house. I don't know why, like you just believe their lies. You call shelter house. I called shelter house before this meeting, and I was told that I was childish because I keep asking them because I have the audacity to care about the houseless community. Because so I asked them, so if I need shelter tonight, is there? Can I get shelter? I said, well, no. You have to be put on the list which if there was not a capacity problem, there'd be no such thing as a list, but there's clearly a capacity problem and they clearly turn people away because of capacity. I know people who've been forced to live out in parks now because the winter shelter closed about a week or so, well over a week or so ago, and there's been snow on the ground since the winter shelter is closed. And that should never close because even if we had wonderful summer weather, people still shouldn't be forced to live outside, especially not when we have the poor weather we have continuing today so i will read my email that i sent to y'all that only two of you responded to thank you janice and sean the rest of y'all you ignored it which i was expecting so here it is housing crisis hello as y'all are aware by now i'm sure on march 31st shelter house called the police on the visual seeking shelter the reason they were turned away is because lack of capacity a direct contr- contradiction in irrefutable, irrefutable proof that the city has been lying for a shelter house and allowed the housing crisis to continually force people to live outdoors while the city does essentially nothing you don 't get to keep washing your hands with the responsibility to protect iowa city 's people your, your inaction inaction and action perpetuates homeless houselessness by your refusal to have a robust public housing program in the city. Which is like the upstream pro- problem that causes houselessness. You refuse even to even provide emergency shelter to those currently forced on the streets. Do something about this immediately by opening a 24 7, no barrier shelter that is open 365 days a year.
0: Thank you. That is long. immediate,
6: as in the matter of two weeks' action. You also need to have a serious plan to provide public housing and actually Noah, solve have- If you had responded to my email, Bruce, I wouldn't be doing this. I'm not taking up well, your done. time, but I'm going to take up a few seconds. Yes, no, now fuck around with your million dollar Better affordable time is housing. A, please program turn off the mic and actually and we'll do something to do to the next
0: item that. on our agenda. We're on item number 10, which is planning and zoning. And i um, just wondering if the majority of council is inclined to vote with, um, oh, this one, isn't it? All right, so ten A. It's going to be vacation and conveyance of right away. Ordinance vacating approximately 3,000 square feet of public right-of-way, abutting 829 Kirkwood Avenue, and authorizing conveyance to Ritu, Jane, and Bradley J. Polson. And I'm going to open up the public hearing and welcome.
9: Good evening, Mayor and Council. Danielle Sisman, Neighborhood and Development Services. Um, as you stated, this is a vacation request for property located approximately um, along the southern or rear boundary of 829 Kirkwood Avenue. This is a 20-foot wide, 150-foot long uh, public alley uh, right-of-way in which uh, alley was never constructed. Uh, It's shown here in the dotted outline uh, overlaid on the aerial image showing the house uh, owned by the applicant uh, just to the north of the vacated area. If granted, the vacation were allow for a contiguous lot at uh, 829 Kirkwood Avenue and the property owner is interested in building a garage behind their home, which is currently not pro- possible due to the uh, alley bisecting what they own, their ownership is shown in that hashed outline there. As with all vacations, staff does review criteria related to the city's interest in behalf of uh, owning public uh, holding land in in trust of the public. And we review the criteria to make sure that if we were to vacate something, it would not impact negatively the public's interest. So in this case, the right-of-way is not improved. There's no actual alley built there. So it's not currently being used by any pedestrians or vehicles, including emergency or utility vehicles. The proposed right-of-way vacation will not impact, therefore, access by neighboring properties. And actually, there is is an existing north-south alley, which will remain and continue to be uh, used. And the right-of-way does not contain any city utilities and any private utilities that are located there without an easement have been put on notice that they'll need to make accommodation for that if that is the case. As far as the development steps here, this shows the vacation that we're considering today in green. A previous vacation was considered in 2008, but uh, deferred by the applicant at that time who were different property owners than the owners today. Um, so after the vacation and conveyance is considered by city council, the only remaining step would be uh, building permit review. So based on a review of the relevant criteria, staff did recommend vacation of the alley right of way. At their March 2nd, 2022 meeting, Planning and Zoning Commission concurred with staff's recommendation and voted four to zero to also recommend vacation of the the alley. I conclude staff report and I'm happy to answer questions.
0: Great. Any questions? Thank you. And then anyone from the public like to address this topic, please come forth to the podium. YOU CAN SIGN IN IF YOU WOULD LIKE TO ADDRESS uh, COUNCIL. WELCOME.
6: HELLO, MY NAME IS JOHN AND I DO NOT WANT TO BE AT THIS MEETING. I FULLY PLANNED ON NOT BEING AT THIS MEETING TODAY. AND THEN I WAS CHECKING THE POLICE BOTHER AND I SAW THAT THIS HOUSE THAT PEOPLE ARE BEING FORCED TO LIVE ON IT. I KNOW PEOPLE are BEING FORCED TO LIVE ON THE STREETS. THIS once again. IS ITEM I NUMBER don't give a 10 A, a, a-, a- and FUCK YOUR RULES. AND OF fuck RIGHT-AWAYS. I DON'T CARE. Either, uh, the right way is people need housing. I'm tired of having to be forcing your civility okay. to no, listen I, to because you're not going to listen to me no matter what. You're,
0: you're done. Please cut I'm the mic. I'm not done. Would anyone else like to address this topic? Would anyone else like to address this topic? If not, I'm going to close the public hearing. Could I get a motion to give consideration, please?
5: So moved. Taylor. Second. Move by, Weiner.
0: Move by Taylor, second by Weiner and Council discussion
10: this house has actually been something that I've seen change hands a number of times over the probably the past decade and so I think that this is a great step that the new owners want to actually create um, a livable way for them to access their home and it also potentially if ever it turns over in the market it's another great selling point so I'm completely in favor of this it's a lovely addition
5: I agree. It's it's a it's a lovely property. I I drive by there quite a lot and and the current owner has done a lot to refurbish it and it it looks really nice. And I think if this will help, uh, the livability of their home to have a garage, I'm totally in favor of it. Yes.
6: Other
2: other houses in that along Kirkwood there have have been able to build garages It makes sense that Mm -hmm. uh, that we grant this
0: Any other comments by council? Are we ready? Yep. Motion, um, can I get roll call please?
7: Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague?
0: Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. We are on to item number 11, which is, which is asphalt resurfacing 2022. This is a resolution approving project manual and estimate of cost for the construction of the asphalt resurfacing 2022 project. Establishing amount of bid security to accompany each bid, directing city clerk to post notice to bidders and fixing time and place for for receipts of bids. I'm gonna open the public hearing and welcome. I'm
1: Mari Van Dyke, I'm with the engineering division. Uh, So this is an annual maintenance project uh, focuses on pavement, milling and asphalt overlay. So basically uh, with an overlay, we remove the surface of the pavement and then uh, replace it with new asphalt. Uh, So with this project, we'll also complete curb and gutter repairs, storm sewer intake repairs and curb ramp replacements. So here is a map of the streets we'll be working on this year. Uh, For overlay, we will be doing Taylor Drive from Highway 6 to south of Tracy Lane, Bancroft Drive from Tracy Lane to south of Crosby Lane, Crosby Lane from Bancroft Drive to Sycamore Street, Rundell Street from Sheridan Avenue to Jackson Avenue, Lower Muscatine Road from Fair Meadows Boulevard to the fire station, Bloomington Street from Dodge Street to Governor Street and Meyer Avenue from Rarrett Road to north of Kessler Road and then we also chip seal certain streets Uh, so this year those roads will be Slothower Road Taft Speedway North Dubuque Road Taft Avenue uh, a section of Sycamore Street that's east of Gilbert and then Soccer Park Road so the estimated construction cost is one million four hundred and seventy thousand dollars and for schedule we are planning on opening bids april 27th awarding the contract may 3rd and then construction would be from this may to this november so that's kind of a summary of the project and i'm happy to answer any questions
0: great any questions thank you All right. Would anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please step to the podium. Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve, please? So move, Thomas.
11: Second, Burgess.
0: Council discussion. Roll call, please.
7: Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes.
0: Motion passes is seven to zero. Item number twelve is convey seven oh two park road. This is a resolution authorizing conveyance of auditors parcel two zero two two zero zero five to Charles C. Wonder and Marcia L. Wonder. And I'm gonna open up the public hearing. And any staff comments on this?
7: Not much to add here, uh, Mr. Mayor, this is just an opportunity for, um, to quiet title on, on some property that, uh, for which there is a, uh, a title objection raised. The city doesn't really feel like they're giving up anything, frankly, uh, in providing this, but we want to help out these property owners by quit claiming as opposed to a warranty deed, quit claiming what, what deeds we do or what, any interest we may have in this property so they can go forth with their uh, property rights.
0: Thank you. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? Seeing no one, I'm going to close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve, please? So moved. Moved by Alter, seconded by Weiner. Council discussion.
4: Roll this call. Sort of,
2: does this sort of thing ever come up? I don't remember seeing this sort of thing before. It's like, it's like a it's, uh, do, do people make objections to
7: Yes, oftentimes when there's a property that is to be sold, um, the property owners get a, a title opinion uh, from a lawyer, and they call out any number of things, the zoning and lien, or I'm sorry, well, liens too, but um, easements and that kind of thing. And uh, if they find that uh, in their opinion as a lawyer, there is a, uh, a cloud on the title uh, or a portion of the uh, lot to be purchased, then they call that out in their written title opinion. And so... Uh, I haven't seen that title opinion here uh, but it's my uh, understanding that that's what took place the attorney who offered that title opinion raised this objection Um, you know they of course came to the uh, city and said well hold on do you guys think you you know own this and we said no (laughs) Uh, we don't have we don't believe you have any interest we don't certainly need any interest and uh, so we're just uh, you know quit claiming which again is not offering a warranty We're just saying, you know, whatever rights we have in this property, we think it's nothing. It's yours. That cleans up their title. They can purchase it, you know, free and clear. Okay. Thank you. Sure.
0: Roll call, please.
7: Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner. Yes.
0: Motion passes seven to zero. Item number thirteen, vending cart appeal. This is appeal of denial. Of application for permit to operate a mobile vending cart, um, there was correspondence included in four four twenty two as a late handout, uh, which the applicant withdrew uh, this submission, um, and no further action is needed. Could I get a motion to accept the correspondence?
5: So moved. Second, Taylor.
0: Moved by Weiner. Seconded by Taylor. All in favor, say aye.
5: Aye. Aye. aye.
0: Any opposed? motion passes seven to zero item number 14 council appointments applicants must reside in iowa city and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated 14 a is community police review board community police review board has one vacancy for a current or formal peace officer to fill an unexpired term effective uh, upon appointment through june 30th 2025 um, I think we'll take these all separate today, um, and so the first one will be uh, we'll talk about the um, f- the former the current or former peace officer for the community police review board CPRB. Are there any uh, suggestions on uh, who who that will be? And there's no gender requirement.
5: I would move that uh, we appoint David Schwint to that position.
11: I th- I think based on the ordinance that we just passed, he wouldn't quite be eligible yet for that. Is that correct, Jeff?
12: That that's correct. If you recall, oh. the council had uh, inserted a two-year waiting oh, period year waiting. for oh, okay. uh, anybody that's uh, separated employment from the city, and and he has not quite made that threshold, okay. yeah, I met that threshold okay. yet.
10: That's unfortunate. I have a question actually about uh, another candidate who. Um, I don't know if this qualifies as a peace officer or not. Um, it is uh, Stuart uh, Vander Vet, oh. Bedke, and he notes that he is um, he worked as a paralegal in the military, um, and he worked with military police. How does that fit in the universe of a former peace officer?
2: In my sense is that we that the council has been very broad in or, its or broad in its interpretation of anyone who has yeah
12: it's it's not a hard requirement in the ordinance where you have to have been a, a law enforcement officer it's 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 more of a general recognition that somebody that has um either been in the profession or had exposure to the profession in some way can bring a valuable perspective to the the discussions that they have so if you felt that somebody well, not a law enforcement um has a glimpse in into that um uh, profession that may be valuable uh, for the overall discussion then I think you can you could include that
10: I mean there's there's part of me that at the same uh, I recognize and we've had the discussion before about the value of having a peace officer or a former peace officer who kind of understands the mechanisms in the structure who can help kind of guide or um, at least provide some clarification for other um, committee Commission members um, that there's that correlation but i i feel like if we are thinking about this in sort of the the spirit of, of guidance um this applicant might also suit um and uh provide some valuable insights um in his current capacity um through working at um guide Link and as a pastor but then also through this former experience that he has had um working in the military so um that's kind of where i was coming from hoping and again you all know my vote uh private previous that this would be something i would be comfortable with as far as someone who sort of is aware of sort of the the structures of um law enforcement but without necessarily being of the police department
0: i I do think a, a part of what was asked by the cprb board when they brought that forth was someone that had Um, knowledge of police operations in a way, like what are the protocols, the the things that are expected of the police officers. And I don't believe that um, outside of David Swint, um, who isn't eligible, meets that requirement. Um, None of the applicants that were submitted. So I, I guess with that being said, I don't, in this moment in time feel comfortable appointing um uh, i believe you said stuart as the peace officer right. but that's just me Fair
10: enough.
0: It, it, it's also a newer position um so you know there may need to be more advertisement potentially
12: yeah. mayor that's actually uh, um, that code language has been in there for, for, maybe since the inception. I think it's maybe changed a little bit over time and Eric may be pulling it up now to, to get the exact language from the, from the code, but we have tried um, over the years to, to make sure that somebody that has law enforcement experience or related experience would be on the board at times there's been some success in finding those applicants and in other times we haven't had that applicant pool and the council's had to find uh, either somebody in a related field um, uh, or, or or just we went without that perspective for a while so i think you you think you do have that flexibility and it is language that has been in there for for quite some time
0: thank you
7: i have looked up the language um It says appointments, well, I'm sorry, let me skip ahead. Uh, Appointments to the board shall include one current or former peace officer, in quotes, as that term is defined by state law, except that a peace officer employed as such by the city of Iowa City within five years, recently amended to two um, of, of uh, of the appointment date, shall not be appointed to the board. And the city council reserves the right to waive the residency requirement for good cause shown and so forth. The city council also reserves the right for good cause shown to waive the requirement that the board include one current or former peace officer. So I'm quickly seeing if I can find the state definition of, um, of peace officer. I think I'm getting close, but I don't want to delay uh, discussions. Uh, again, consistent with what uh, city manager has told you, um, you know, you can waive it. And, and so, what's kind of most important is that you're looking for that, you know, experience and, and expertise from that uh, member. Whether the, you know any one person strictly uh, applies or strictly qualifies as a peace officer under the state code definition, or not, um, you know, isn't maybe the end all be all because of that ability for you folks to waive it. But I'll keep looking for that uh, definition if you folks are interested.
0: I think while he I'm seeing some heads shake while while our attorney is looking that up, why don't we go on to 14B and have the discussion about the community police review board uh, Two vacancies to fill an unexpired term plus a four year term effective upon appointment through June 30th, 2026. And this one is for one male and one female. and I guess I don't know if it's fair because we we need to determine if um Stuart is (laughs) is an option (laughs) um
11: well for the female I would put forth yes Mina Sahir was a younger community member and she was very forthcoming in wanting a world in which police did not have to exist but then explaining how uh, she felt that she could contribute to the board um, in applying the applicable standards, and um, you know, setting aside essentially that because we're in a community where most people want police.
5: I had some reservations about her, uh, just because of her history. I mean, she, as you said, she was straightforward and honest. That she's a member of the abolitionist group, but i myself i think uh when i have strong opinions of something or even belong to a group it's hard to separate yourself from that and i i don't know how she would be able to do that i don't want to speak for her but how she could separate herself from like an anti-police thing to to serve on the cprb that's just my opinion so i I thought it was interesting
2: or perhaps informative that she's also studying criminology Mm -hmm. um, in terms of sort of providing providing background Uh, i just found her um i i hear what you're saying counselor taylor completely and at the same time i found it very enlightening that she was able to um essentially i thought strike a really good balance in her in her application um and has the i think some background that that could be really useful on the on the board we don't have very many young members at all at this point and with with her experience and her background
0: yeah, I, I have to agree with counselor Taylor that, um, I, I think because of, um, potentially what we've seen as far as like the, um, strong abolitionist uh, thoughts and feelings, um, that it would be very hard in my opinion, um, not knowing this person, of course, um, if they'll be able to separate, I think it would be a very difficult to um, really look at the situation at hand and make decisions based on that without the abolish the police, you know, at the forefront of their mind. So I I think that would be very hard to um, appoint um, um, this individual. I actually had issues with um, all but really one of the applicant a female applicants. Um, and then that one that I would have supported is actually on our civil commission service commission. And so typically we don't assign two people to the same commission or we don't assign people to uh, two commissions and so for the female i would suggest that we uh, wait for more applicants now for the male um, i uh, again did not consider stewart to be our public um public officer a representative and i don't know if you have a
7: I, i do i mean i'm not sure i would want to swear to this definition but based on my quick uh research it appears that peace officer includes all the people we would normally think of as uh, you know, police officers, sheriff's deputies, state troopers, uh, but also game officers, DNR, uh, those kind of things. I-, I could not see anything to indicate that someone who had served in the military, even in a military police capacity would be considered a peace officer under state code uh, provisions. And so I, I think that. Um, I'm sorry, I've forgotten Stewart's last name. Um, I, don't, I don't think he would be considered a peace officer for purposes of the CPRB. Um, <clears throat> if I can opine further, um, Mr. Mayor, given your comments about uh, one of the female applicants who already serves on another board and commission, one possibility the council could consider is to uh, appoint that person contingent upon her resignation from the other board uh, or commission, uh, and then set a, uh, a date and time certain, for example, the uh, you know Wednesday before your next meeting, so that if that person declines to resign, then you would be able to move forward with the next meeting and, and appoint someone else if you so chose. Uh, of course, you don't have to do that, but that's just one possibility for your consideration. Thank you.
11: And I think with that individual, we reappointed them not too long ago to the Civil Service Commission. About a year. A year ago, okay. I
2: I think at the time she had also applied for CPRB, um, but got on the Civil Service. Okay. Or it was a re-up.
11: I just know that we've had some trouble sometimes filling those seats on the Civil Service Commission, so I just want to be cognizant of that.
0: I I do no. I I hear what you're saying and I would agree I wonder um, I guess I would propose that we do the appointment as suggested Um, well um, with the uh, with the uh, do the appointment with the option of um, stating that uh, Melissa would have to resign from the Civil Service Commission um, and just giving her that date for resignation if she accepts it or not but that would be my recommendation there and then um, now that Stuart I don't know what Council walk away f- from that was now that Stewart is not um considered a peace officer I would also suggest Stuart
2: I mean I, I think that the um I like I like Stuart I liked his application a lot uh, I think that my personal view is i think we can go ahead and appoint three people if we think there are three people who are well qualified and essentially for now because there seems to be there has been some regular turnover on there um, at least get them um, sort of fully staffed with the notion that within a year or two that we there will probably be an opening and we would be able to um, maybe at that point, it'll be two years since David Schwent has stopped working for the city and he would consider reapplying because I personally think he would be an excellent, uh, former law enforcement, uh, pers- uh, representative to have on there given, given his background in the city, but, uh, so the, in a, in, uh, so the, the other person that, in addition to Stuart that, I, that I liked was, uh, that I thought would be, could be really. Um, helpful on there is Ricky Downing who served who worked um, for several decades as a nurse had and uh, and could bring a, another very interesting perspective to it
0: the the one positive about his application is that he didn't have a lot of knowledge and I think um, about the CPRB and I think that that's that can be a positive for fresh eyes coming in uh, without a lot of you know history so i could i could support ricky downing
5: i could but support stewart i i could support stewart i he, i think he's excellent candidate and and good background uh i i liked gerald wickham too I, I thought he had some good experience and and would be a good fit on on who i'm sorry uh wickham gerald wickham Although he applied for many things, but he, he said uh, he was interested in serving in any capacity. So.
13: I would I would be supporter of uh, Stewart. I I um, appreciated his experience as a part time pastor. I do think mm-hmm. these questions of um, you know police review, uh, you know having that kind of as a baseline. Um, seems like it would be uh could be valuable on the commission um i i'm fine with uh melissa and uh ricky downing as well um he uh, he noted that he had had many interactions with law enforcement in his his work in health care which i thought also gave him some background in terms of this this world that the CPRB is living in.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing um, majority support for Stuart. I think I'm at three people for Ricky Downing.
10: I like him too. <laughs>
0: okay. So Ricky Downing, maybe, maybe in support it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Melissa Jinseng. Um I know that I've heard at least two, maybe three. What are thoughts? It would be contingent and it would come back to us.
2: Under, under this, as, as described, I would be all right with as Melissa, the only issue is this, then we'll have to backfill if she, if she decides to resign. But it sounds like because, because her, her uh, application for this is so recent, and she also acknowledges on it that she that she is a member of another board. She seems to be completely cognizant of that mm-hmm. of that fact.
10: Do we have any um, I don't know awareness of which commission is harder to fill? Right. I mean, if she were to move over to CPRB, would would we, would, would that be hurting the other commission by her absence?
2: I mean, it's just a three-person commission, right? The Civil Service Commission, right? Yeah. So they would be down to two people and, until and they the, could find the, a third person. Yeah. And didn't, I think one person on that commission, their, did their term just lapse? Are we, and are we gonna have to reappoint someone?
12: I believe you, you, you recently reappointed that person. I think it was oh, Ann, well. Ann Rhodes on I, the Civil right, Service right, Commission. Yeah, so percent, it's, so, yeah, okay. okay, thanks. Thank so you. you. So, you'd have two experienced
2: so members. we have two experienced people i expect we could probably eventually find a third but maybe david schwint would want to be on the <laughs> first commission <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's certainly experienced with civil service mm-hmm.
0: so it sounds like there's at least three people for melissa are you not quite okay, okay right there. i think we have a fourth so look like we have majority from melissa jensen with the con the contingency that has been set Um, Why don't we go ahead to the next one, which would be 4C Public Art Advisory Committee. And there is one vacancy to fill an unexpired term effective upon appointment through June 30th, 2023. And any nominations there?
5: The requirement is a female and we had one male and one female applicant so the only female was anita young mm-hmm. if people feel that um she would qualify i i would say we should appoint her
2: i, I would agree with that
5: she has a very strong art background yeah mm-hmm. i
10: liked her application and i have to confess i didn't note that it was that a female was needed and she was my choice anyway so i think she yeah. agreed,
0: agreed. Yeah. She was a good, she was, her application was good. So, mm-hmm. all right. So um, I don't have, um, so could I get a motion to approve for community police review board? Melissa Jensing, Stuart vendor, Vaguette, and Ricky Downing and for Public Art Advisory Committee. Um remind me the name of the female again.
13: Anita Young.
5: Anita Young with a J.
0: Uh, Anita Young with a J. Do, um could I get a motion
7: please? If I may, Mr. Mayor, again, just if I can add the caveat that Melissa Jensen's uh, application, or I should say appointment, would be contingent upon her resignation from the Civil Service Commission no later than April 13th uh, of this year at 5 p.m. Yes.
2: And and with Police Community Review Board or Community Police Review Board, do we need to appoint one of those to designate one of those to one of those people to fill the partial, the, the vacant position,
0: the police officer, uh, the, um, or the peace officer,
2: right? Just to, because that's the one that some that someone just resigned from. So it's not a full term.
0: Okay. I, I, I think we would have to waive that requirement.
2: No, I mean, waive the requirement, but do we have to d- decide which who gets who gets, who gets yes. the four year term? Who gets the yes. the remainder of that one term and who gets the other terms?
0: Any, any thoughts?
10: my thoughts would be that um, melissa would take the shortened term since she's coming from one commission already so she's essentially serving currently and then it just be that she's moving to another one i don't know if that logic works for anyone but that's my <laughs> that's a suggestion
0: i can live with that i, I did hear a lot of consensus for Stuart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so maybe you know ricky downing if someone is yeah. You know, but I can, I can live with Melissa.
2: Well, I would propose then Stuart van der Richter for the four-year term. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, Melissa to fill the unexpired term and Ricky Downing to fill the, was it the other two? I'm completely confused. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. the, other the other full term. term. The other full term.
11: Yeah.
0: All right, so are we in agreement with what Councilor Weiner just said? Did you get that?
2: So that's plugging Melissa into the peace officer Correct. Unexpired term.
13: Yes. And she could also reapply if she wanted to. For a full, the full end. term. At the yeah. end.
0: Yeah. All right, so based on all of the <laughs> what's been said, all in favor say aye. 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 aye any opposed
7: a, i'm sorry do we
2: have i a, we don't think oh. we actually had a motion in
0: a second <laughs> in the oh i didn't do a motion so, so you asked for a Oh, motion, i was doing then, a motion then, and no one we, okay there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's right
2: <laughs>
0: could i have the motion please
13: so move thomas
2: second Winer.
0: all right all in favor say aye. 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 aye aye any opposed motion passes seven to zero we are on to Item number 15, which is Announcements of Vacancies New. Applicants must reside in Iowa City and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated. Airport Commission, two vacancies to fill a four-year term. Historic Preservation Commission at Large, one vacancy to fill a three-year term. Historic Preservation Commission, Brown Street, one vacancy to fill a three-year term. Historic Preservation Commission, Jefferson Street, one vacancy to fill a three-year term historic preservation commission summit street one vacancy to fill a three-year term housing and community development three vacancies to fill a three-year term library board of trustees one vacancy to fill an unexpired term upon appointment through june 30th 2027 correspondence included in council packet planning and zoning commission one vacancy to fill a five-year term applicants Uh, applications must be received by 5 p.m tuesday may 10th 2022. can i get a motion to accept correspondence
11: so moved argus
13: second thomas
0: all in favor say aye. Aye. aye aye any opposed motion passes seven to zero announcements of vacancy previous applicants must reside in iowa city and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated airport zoning board of adjustment one vacancy to fill a five-year term airport zoning commission iowa city representative one vacancy to fill a six-year term board of appeals building design professional one vacancy to fill a five-year term historic preservation commission east college street one vacancy to fill a three-year term historic preservation commission jefferson street one vacancy to fill an unexpired term housing and community development commission one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Housing and Community Development Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Public Art Advisory Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Public Art Advisory Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Vacancies will remain open until filled. We're on to item number 17, which is City Council information. I do know that we have our Johnson County, we'll talk about that in our work session.
14: Um, Mr. Mayor, if I could, a couple of things. Uh, I would like to recognize um, uh, that the uh, University of Iowa um, student government held a vigil for uh, Ukraine this past weekend uh, at the old Capitol in the rain and it had about uh, uh, 20 or so different, 20, 25 people, I think, showed up, so uh, a nice little crowd um and also like to uh, point out in the packet today um that there are uh, it's a letter there uh, uh, from me with uh, information about the movie a decent home a documentary about the mobile home crisis um, which will be filming at film scene on april 28th at 7 p.m uh, tickets are on sale now um, this particular film uh, looks at the mobile home crisis through the lens of two communities uh, one here in north liberty iowa and one in aurora colorado Uh, um, And you'll see a lot of familiar faces here from Johnson County and part of the film. Um, And it's an important film. It really looks into the the issue, uh, does some digging into the uh, through the lens of people's lived experiences, um, as well as digging into some of the policy issues uh, that are ongoing uh, in our community and in our state and in our country. So I would highly recommend to members of the council, uh, city staff and any members of the public who can uh, can make it that evening, it would be worth your time. Uh, to go and check out uh, this particular um, film. Can you repeat that date and time and place? Yes, uh, April 28th at 7 p.m. at film scene here in Iowa City. Um, And uh, it's in the um, special events and documentaries film on their web page. Hopefully I get that correct. Oh, I should probably also notice that uh, also note that the uh, city of Iowa City's Human Rights uh, Office of Human Rights um, is also co-sponsoring the screening of this film. So
10: yes. mm-hmm. I actually have two quick announcements. One um, that I think is really cool is that um, Midwest One sponsors uh, an art contest citywide for um, students. And the their winners are going to get uh, a reception this Thursday at Midwest One. I think it's just over here on Clinton. Um, for the kids art exhibit and so that's going to be exciting um and that's at five o'clock and it's open to the yes five to seven open to the public Um, and then also um, here in the room but then for anyone who's listening um, the south district neighborhood association has their annual team up to clean up on the broadway um, sycamore trails weatherby park and it is open to help come sort of prep the beds pick up garbage plant some seeds um, and there's a sign up genius and you can access it by going to the South District Neighborhood Association's Facebook page so that's coming up and its April 24th from 9 to noon It is a Sunday but it goes quick and it's fun so those are two announcements I just
11: want to plug a couple of- climate action things that we have going. On Monday at noon is another in the series of the, uh, it's called like the Speaking Of series. Fantastic format with uh, Sarah Gardner and Jane Welch just talking to each other in a Zoom meeting, very engaging. Uh, and this topic on Monday is reasons for hope relating to climate action. So I'm very excited to check that out. And then we have the Lucas Farms Energy Blitz, which I was trying to look up the date and time and hoping city staff might have that handy, because it's coming up here, but there's volunteer opportunities for that as well. I'm sure it's on icgov.org. If you look for the energy blitz, I know they're seeking volunteers. That occurred in the South District uh, last year. Really cool program where they have a whole bunch of volunteers come into the neighborhood and distribute boxes with a whole a lot of energy. Um, efficiency information LED light bulbs uh, whistle for your furnace so when the filter gets clogged it starts you know whistling at you and tells you to change it and then also later in the afternoon they come back and uh, pick up boxes into which you can put um, batteries for recycling and I think a couple other items as well but all that information is included very cool program
7: looks like April 23rd
11: Oh, thank you. I knew if I talked about it long enough, you'd... <laughs> <Yeah. April 22, laughs> thank you would Thank April <Eric>. 23rd. Thanks.
2: <laughs> I just want to wish everyone who celebrates Ramadan Mubarak for the month of Ramadan. The Holy month of Ramadan. Thank you. Great.
0: All right. Item 18 is a report from city staff. City manager.
7: Nothing tonight, Mayor.
0: Deputy city manager. Ready for me. Our city attorney.
7: I just want to offer thanks to the Senior Center for hosting us for so long, and uh, a reminder to everyone in the public that we will be back at Harvard Hall uh, at our next meeting on the 19th. Thank you.
2: For the first time since the end of March 2020.
7: Wow. Yes.
0: Our city clerk. Uh,
2: Yeah, I'll just do a plug for the uh, Community Police Review Board uh, community forum that's coming up April 20th at 6 p.m. and it's via Zoom.
0: Great thank you can i get a motion we're at item number 19 can i get a motion to adjourn please
13: so moved, thomas
10: second taylor.
0: moved by thomas second by taylor all in favor say aye aye any opposed we are adjourned